Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be an anthem video asking the question, where is the loot? There was a patch and another really generous 12-hour period that went away. People aren't happy. We want answers. Chad Robertson's communicated to the community. I want to interact with kind of everything that's been said. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm usually on live whenever this is going on, whenever these questions and answer sessions are happening. So be sure to come in and tune in for those. So I'm going to talk about teased again. We were teased again by another 12-hour session of really generous loot drops. Uh, secondly, I want to talk about how we can't min-max. We are struggling to min-max. And lastly, I want to appreciate the fact that they're being transparent and careful. Uh, but I am still calling them to action. <clears throat> and if there's a mod who's able to check over questions, we did have one get through that needs to be removed. So, teased again. Uh, there was another 11 to 12 hour slot where drops were super, super generous. They announced that the patch for the 11th, I'm sorry, the 12th, there was a patch for March 12th that got done early. They, di- they did it over the weekend. Everybody thought it was from the patch, and it wasn't. There was another 12 hour period or so where everyone on Reddit, Twitter, I was getting blown up people like you should play today oh my gosh i'm getting so many drops this is amazing and then the patch goes out and reverses the generosity so this is just like the last time okay just like the last time now both of these feel like a testing window both times this has happened it feels like a testing window it feels like they're turning a switch to get an organic testing of how the community will respond to really generous drops and then they flip it back off again 11 to 12 hours is number one it's they're too it's too coincidental that both times it lasted about that much time it also seems way too much like a switch that they're flipping off and on again clearly they have the ability somewhere to suddenly boost loot and then take it away again which to me it to me it really feels like that that's that's something that they're doing to kind of test the numbers so when it's universally celebrated okay both times this has happened it has been universally celebrated i think that says a lot about what needs to be done there was a forbes article written by paul tassie where he's calling on them to pull the trigger and he referenced me and quoted me at saying that i I responded to him on twitter i said if it's always universally celebrated by the community that really is communicating volumes to bioware now a lot of folks will say i don't understand the problem i'm getting good loot it's scarce but at least i'm getting good loot i really want to drive home the point that you cannot min max in this Environment. So let's talk about that next. We can't min-max. Lots of folks will say if we get stuff too easily, folks will stop playing. It's a common pushback. If we're just getting stuff hand over fist, folks will stop playing. Here's something you need to realize. It will not take you very long at all using legendary contracts at Grandmaster 1 and strongholds at Grandmaster 1. You will, in very short order, have a Masterwork Javelin. It will not take you that long. They're guaranteed drops. The real thing you're going to feel and the real pain point you're going to feel is that you can't maximize that loadout. You sort of are just wearing whatever drops. The inscriptions won't be that great. I crafted 28 masterwork items in a row and there was probably two rolls out of all of them that were good and the rest were visibly and very noticeably not very good rolls. Now that is me intentionally grinding specific items. I was doing 
two abilities that I really, really want, and the elemental range gun. Keep in mind, when you're running free play, Heart of Rage, or you're, you're, because people are going into Heart of Rage because there's more high-level mobs. The high-level mobs are apparently the best source right now for Masterwork drops, because drops are scarce everywhere. That seems to be the most concentrated source of drops. So let's say you're going into Heart of Rage, and you're doing that grind, and you're coming back from that with, you know, four, maybe five Masterworks. You have to keep in mind, there are 27 Masterwork weapons, and for one particular Javelin, there are 10 abilities. 10. We're not even in a components yet, and we're already at 37 potential drops, and you're hoping for something to replace, let's say, your railgun, and you want it to have good inscriptions. The likelihood of you getting good inscriptions and getting one that is the item you're looking for is mathematically so improbable that people are just hitting a breaking point. It's not a matter of, oh, you have Masterworks, what are you crying about? It's supposed to be a min-maxing game. That's why there's a large spectrum of, of inscriptions. That's why there's a large percentage inscriptions, uh, percentages on the inscriptions, because there's a large percentage chance then of you getting really, really good or really, really bad rolls. Now, someone in chat earlier said, well, there, there just shouldn't be any bad rolls completely incorrect that's part of the reason that a good role is so celebrated because there's this large spectrum if the spectrum of a role is really narrow and a good role and a god role are barely distinguishable from each other that's not that exciting to celebrate if you have a large spectrum of potential roles from really really bad to really really good being generous makes sense in that environment if i'm going back to the fort with 10 to 15 masterworks after who knows like a decent session or a decent farming session on free play a lot of those are not going to help me i'm going to dismantle a bunch of them that's the other thing that people don't seem to understand is i am going to go back with a ton of masterworks and i'm still going to dismantle them i crafted 28 and i dismantled 23 i only kept five two were good and three were okay So I kept five out of 28, and that would generally be the theme of what you would be doing, combing over and min-maxing. Now, the opposite is true. If your contention is that people will get too many drops and they will stop playing, the exact opposite is true in uh, in Division 1.8, when they went with the generous... Uh, drop rate and min-maxing was empowered and Diablo 3 Loot 2.0 system. We have two different games, two different developers that have proven generosity doesn't drive people away. What does drive people away is a lack of agency and a lack of loot because they don't feel like they're in control of what's going on. They're generally just settling for whatever they can get their hands on and the turnover rate is too low. So when you think about the motivation of the player, loot dropping Gen- generally keeps people playing it's fun to see stuff drop the chance we've talked about this before in destiny the difference between farming for a god roll gun and doing a pinnacle weapon grind where i have to do 40 strikes the 40 strikes your mind's not engaged you don't really care there's no chance but if every time you go back to fort tarsus you've got a bunch of masterworks to come over there's always a chance your brain is engaged, it's excited, you're coming over, and that sense of, oh, I didn't get it, or oh, this is a little bit better, keeps you coming back and keeps you addicted. People tend to disengage when they feel they're not being rewarded. That's why these games do so well, is because you get rewarded for your time. We're just kind of short-circuiting on the back end. Grandmaster 2 and 3 can have a staircase for legendaries. So right now, they don't even need to do anything to Grandmaster 2 and 3. They don't. 
All they have to do is make Grandmaster 1 really, really generous with Masterworks, and then you do a staircase for legendaries in Grandmaster 2 and 3. You go into Grandmaster 2, you're min-max, you feel strong enough to to warrant going in there, and you start seeing legendaries drop at a decent clip, but not amazing. And then Grandmaster 3 is when they really turn on the faucet, and you're getting lots of legendaries, so you can kind of piece together maybe a decent legendary build, and you're strong enough, and you feel good enough to go into Grandmaster 3, and you use Grandmaster 3 to min-max your legendary build this means they can have elasticity for all future GM levels because they could introduce new levels of weapon tiers or new inscriptions new abilities that's I mean that would be something they could do fairly easily if they figure out GM 1 2 and 3 and I think generosity is the key and you can always staircase it let's say Grandmaster 4 5 and 6 gets introduced you would introduce at Grandmaster 4 maybe a new weapon maybe a new tier beyond legendary right you'd go up to like I don't know uh, something beyond legendary you know exotic or something and then you're grinding for exotics and you're kind of min maxing but then grandmaster 5 you're still getting exotics but they raise how high the inscriptions can go and then you introduce another uh, type in grandmaster uh, 6 grandmaster 6 would be um, you know I don't even know just come up with names for them and then you could continue to have that elastic nature of raising your power, raising your gear, and max and min-maxing yourself into absurd levels. And then they could just continue on up that staircase. And then anytime they try to add content, add, that content gets added to the breadth of each staircase. Whether that's cataclysms, new strongholds, new missions, or whatever. Now, I do want to say at the end here that I am appreciative of BioWare's transparency, their response time, and how careful they are being. This is an important part of the video. I should have stressed this on the outset. I hope people make it this far. I think people hear my passion and my fire and they think, oh my goodness, game is dead. No one's playing. Bioware is failing. To a certain degree, Bioware is the quickest and most responsive developer I have ever interacted with. From the the amount of bug fixes that are being fixed to the way that they respond to people on Twitter and Reddit, they are the most responsive and the most interactive developer I think I have ever seen uh, for a AAA title especially. So, I appreciate how they're being careful. And in my last loot video, I did make allotments and I said... If they're not wanting to turn too many knobs at once, I appreciate that. Being super reactive doesn't help, okay? That doesn't that doesn't help. Being super reactive. Now, people are saying they're hiding nerfs, that's transparency. They're not hiding nerfs. There was a bug and they've talked about this on Reddit. There was a bug that hurt the masterwork ember drop rate. It's being reverted. So, settle down. Uh the, the the this community manager that types up the patch notes went to Reddit and said, "I'm looking into the other two things that you asked about, but the ember the ember drop rate was a bug and it's being fixed. So of course it's not in the freaking patch notes because it wasn't planned. So that's why it's not in the patch notes. All right, kind of makes sense if it's a bug. They're not going to have it in the patch notes. It wasn't intended. It was an accident. Now I want to read Chad Robertson's tweets, okay? Because they are attempting." to speak to our frustrations. He says, We appreciate all the feedback from the community on the game. We love the passion and share it. We're not yet happy with the game's loot behavior either. I appreciate the candor and transparency. I like when a community uh, leader or developer can admit that we don't like where things are either. We don't. We would like things 
uh, to be to be more improved. That transparency, that non PR glib talk is comforting to me. It's like, I'm glad you're not happy. That means you guys are motivated to make things better. He then said, one of the downsides of moving so fast to improve is that we're making changes to complex loot systems in several areas and it's harder to know uh, how it's performing. So again, going back to my original video, whites and greens being removed from the loot table feels like step one. Step two is going to be analyzing how often Masterworks drop in GM1 because right now GM1 is basically a sea of purples that are worthless to you if you're a Masterwork level javelin. Lastly, he said, in the next few months, we're expecting to make significant changes, but we're starting with some incremental ones so we can better navigate that evolution. Our goal is to ensure the best possible player experience. And I believe him because I think they focused on the front burner issues. Front burner issues were bugs, glitches, and game-breaking things that had to be fixed. There were over 300 fixed in the most recent patch. And in the coming, hopefully not months, but in the coming weeks, they take a hard look at generosity. Again, I don't believe GM2 and 3 matter right now. I believe empowering people to min-max in GM1 is the front burner issue. You can figure out legendary drop rates on a staircase in GM2 and 3. Here's the thing that we have to remember. Too many changes could do damage to both the present content and future content. And I think that's really important to capture. I'm not defending slowness. I don't think they've been slow to respond. I think they're experimenting. I would appreciate some transparency about these 12-hour windows where loot's dropping a lot. I don't know if they're necessarily (laughs) representing that accurately. It feels like you're turning something off and then back off again, and instead of just owning that and telling telling us that you're doing random live experiments, you're saying it was a bug. I have a hard time believing that because, again, it seems like out of nowhere, the loot's dropping like crazy, and then it goes away. That's not a bug that emerges magically all of a sudden for 12 hours that magically goes away. Someone's flipping a switch. Uh, server side is, that's, that's my opinion. I think that's hard to just say anything else is going on. It seems weird for a bug to randomly emerge uh, for a nice little 12-hour window. So, and they always do it right before a patch. <laughs> um... But I, but, I, but I have to admit that reality. If they turn too many knobs at once, okay? If they turn too many knobs at once, they're going to break stuff. They're going to make stuff either not be rewarding enough or they're going to mess stuff up. The other thing you have to consider is they could invalidate and they could hurt future content. All you have to do is look at Destiny 1 Fatebringer as proof that if they do something too strong in the early game, it invalidates future content. The Fatebringer had to be left behind. It was a pinnacle weapon that they couldn't outdo. We're having that exact same problem in Destiny 2. They introduced the Midnight Coup as a raid hand cannon. The raid hand cannon is still the best, if not one of the best, primaries in the game, and because they gave you too much power early on, it invalidates future content and a future loot grind. So they've got to be careful. If there's too rewarding now and they fast-track you to god tier builds or legendaries or whatever that runs the risk of invalidating all the stuff they have planned in the future all the things that are kind of out on the horizon could suddenly get diluted if they're not careful a casual base could be there i do want to make allotments for that there could be a large number of people that used ea access or origin access or whatever and they're loving the game one of my mods just recently started chasing masterworks just now close to a month after launch there could be a lot of people in the mix that are doing that and they don't feel the pain that I feel however that time is going to run out those chickens are going to come home to roost 
people are going to get where I am and they're going to feel that sense of powerlessness and that is when they'll check out. That is when they will stop playing. You also have to consider this game, as far as I can tell, appeals to and is marketing itself towards hardcore grinders, hobbyist players. It needs that core audience. Destiny learned that real, real harshly with Destiny 2 Vanilla that you can't spurn the hobbyist hardcore players. And my concern is right now, that's what Anthem is doing. Anthem is stiff-arming the hobbyist player, the hardcore player, and saying, we got nothing for you. They're even saying, give us your thoughts on Grandmaster 2 and 3. My eyebrows kind of go up. I'm like, you don't have a plan for Grandmaster 2 and 3? Uh, what? As a hardcore player, I kind of really hope you do, or at least have a preliminary plan. Um, I love their inclusion of community feedback, but to a point, I'm sort of worried. I'm like, do you guys not have a plan? That casual base could be there, but the core game and the loop is good. So even if people have left, okay, even if people have left, vacancies vacancies being filled works as a magnetic drawback to the game mechanism. It happened in Destiny 1 and 2. Why did it work in Destiny 1 and 2? The core gameplay was good and addicting. So if you tried Anthem for the first month, hit the wall, not generous enough, and in two weeks they really, really ramp things up and fix things, your memory of the game is probably still pretty good. The gameplay is solid. You enjoyed playing as a Javelin. You might have loved playing as a Ranger or a Colossus or whatever. That core gameplay is the is the primary thing that I think is going to stay in people's minds. So if suddenly vacancies start getting filled, I do think people will come back and say... I had fun. I loved playing as a Colossus. Let me take a crack at it. Let me see how much stuff is dropping. Look at Diablo 3. Look at Division 1.8. Look at Destiny. These are games that fixed their reward structure and fixed their 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 div- their delivery of content. And when they did that, people came rushing back. Why? Because the core gameplay was good. Core gameplay in Destiny, core gameplay in Diablo. A lot of people didn't like it, but the core gameplay in Division, I think, is solid. So people come back. They come back and play. They want to grind. They want to do the looties and the shooties. They want to do the looties and the shooties. And I believe Gambit, I'm sorry, Anthem can get to a real similar place where they start to fill those vacancies and they start to fill those those potholes to smooth things over and I think if they do that in line with roadmap deliverables and content injections people will come back hey we got a new thing going on we got a new event going on and we're turning on the loot we're turning on the loot faucet new patch and they they outline all the ways that the loot's going to be dropping so i hope they can do that i love this game i've had fun with it i haven't been streaming it because i don't have anything to do and i don't want to just sit and complain all day about the lack of drops i've been critical of the game you can call me a shill all you want this game this video was mostly negative and critical uh and i'm going to continue to be that way because i call games to be their best And I think this game has a long way to go to be at its best. And if it can deliver the best, I think people could play it for a long, long time. As always, we're going to transition to Q&A. If you're enjoying this content, please hit the buttons that subscribe, like, and share them with all the other people that you think might like them. As always, if you're listening in all the other places, I appreciate that very much. Please like, share, and subscribe.